want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. What's up, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Her Next Career Move. This is a special one because it is the second part of a two-part series on leadership. If you didn't catch the last episode, I talked all about how to get your leadership role, your next leadership position, whether it be manager, director, VP, or you want to claim that C-suite spot. Those were all of the tips dropped in that episode that I would give my own clients on how to ensure that you can confidently project who you are as a leader, what you value, and ensure that you get those positions. It was such a fun episode for me to record because it made me think a lot about when I first got my leadership role, my first leadership position, high-level leadership role. Before I jump into that in this episode, what I really want to focus on is now you are a leader or you are stepping into a leadership position or you are already in a leadership position, what do you do to really capitalize on this amazing opportunity? Because as I mentioned in the last episode, when we as women of color claim these seats, we can create true change from the inside. We can not only show others, other women of color, that it is possible for us to acquire these seats and create change, but we can truly be the decision makers. We can essentially begin to decide what is it that we want, what is it that we need, and how can we really create some change here? How can we be the disruptors? I remember the moment when I was in a meeting and someone said to me, just your mere presence in this room is truly a disruption. And that stuck with me because it's very true. I also remember the many times that people told me you can't be what you can't see. And essentially, I've always had this kind of mindset of, I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that you can't be what you can't see. But it's so much harder to believe that something is possible for you, to believe that you can take that step into that thing that you truly want and desire if you haven't seen someone else walk the path. It's significantly harder for you to develop a belief that it's possible for you if you don't see the evidence of the possibility, right? I always say this to my clients, that the way that you build a strong belief is you not only say something to yourself using affirmations, which I love, but you also have to see the evidence. If you don't see the evidence, even the small pieces of evidence, your brain is never going to get around, yeah, that makes sense for me. 
So we claim these seats, we become the disruptors, we create that internal change, but we also show others it's possible for them to do that too. And how powerful is that? It's almost like creating an army of amazing, dope women of color who are just going to create, like change the system and create new things. I don't know. That just brings me the tingles. (laughs) But I totally digress that this episode is all about what do you do when you have the seat, and how do you really lead in the best way possible? And I'm going to talk to you about some things that I've really come to realize both as a high-level leader, but also things that I realize when I coach leaders. So I coach a lot of women. They come to me. They are leaders. They do have that seat. They do have that title. And now it's like, how do I really make this make this work? How do I become the leader that I see in my mind or even the leader that I've potentially had in the past in previous roles? How do I emulate that? How do I really become this exceptionally great leader that I want to be so that I can cultivate the kind of team that I want to see in this organization? And I can really cultivate individuals and people as well. So I'm going to give you all the tips and drop all the gems. But before I do, I really do want to tell you this interesting story of when I got my first high-level director position. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is going to become clear because there's something that's really, really important for you to know if you are a leader or stepping into a leadership position. So I remember being a project manager, which is a management role, and having a ton of staff underneath me, but I was doing director-level work. And I remember advocating in this particular organization for a director title for probably about mm, three years (laughs) before I actually got it. Now, one piece of advice I would give my younger self, knowing what I know now, and this is the advice that I give to all of my clients, is, girl, you should not have stayed that long asking for the same freaking title over and over and over. But I didn't know that then. I know that now. And so it's definitely the advice that I give to all of my clients is for sure advocate for yourself. Self-advocacy is one of the most important things to do and to learn, but also know the limit, right? We all have to know when to say, I've done everything that I can and I'm still not getting what I want and desire. Now, this ties into that reason that I was going to talk to you about of what's really important when you are stepping into a leadership role. Now, I acquired my leadership position after many years of advocating for it and uh, really pushing for it. And I finally got this director title. And what I realized really, really quickly is that I wanted to be this leader who cultivated not just the team to reach the company goals, but I really also wanted to be a leader who cultivated the individual. It was so incredibly important for me to know and to learn what each of my staff members wanted to do, what their next step was, what they enjoyed, and what they felt they were really truly great at. And I wanted to know that because when I did things like delegated work or thought about the workload, I wanted to be able to give people things to do that aligned with what they enjoyed and what they loved. And I'll talk about this in a bit when I tell you the different leadership strategies. 
But for me, it was always about how do we, of course, move the team forward as a collective, but also I've always believed that the collective is stronger if each member of the collective is using their strengths and their capabilities to the max and to the fullest and is truly enjoying what they do. We are stronger as a collective when we individually can really be the strongest version of ourselves. The problem here was that as an organization and with my manager, they were more interested in driving organizational goals than they were in necessarily cultivating teams and individuals. And so I quickly realized that I had received this director level position. I was behind the curtain now. I could make the decisions, but I couldn't really make the decisions and I couldn't really lead the way that I wanted to lead. What I realized was that the first thing that is truly important to being the strongest version of yourself as a leader and to truly leading with your core leadership values is to have an organization and an organizational culture that matches that. I talk a lot about workplace culture here on the podcast. I talk a lot about workplace culture in my social media, especially on LinkedIn, And what I always say is that to be the best version of you, to be the best professional version of you, it is important for you to be in the right work environment. You can be working on yourself. You can know your values. You can know your strengths. You can be able to be a baller every single day. And so many of my clients are, and so many of you who are listening are and still not be able to really allow that part of yourself to shine because the organization doesn't match your specific goals as a person, as a leader, or your values. So you could be in the wrong work environment that doesn't connect to the leadership style that you want to emulate. And it's the same thing as if you're in the wrong work environment as an employee. If you're in the wrong workspace to be able to really feel fulfilled, to feel like the work that you're doing is valuable. So the first key thing as a leader is to know who are you as a leader What values do you have as a leader? What's important to you as a leader? And to ask yourself, does my company really correspond to or match that kind of style? Am I capable of being able to be the leader I want to be here in this workplace? It was something that I didn't know was important. And I figured that out after I got my leadership position. I realized very quickly that I wasn't going to be the kind of leader I wanted to be because I wasn't in the space to be that kind of leader. They didn't have the same values. It was about money and driving productivity, not about the person. And whether you agree with my kind of leadership style or not, right, whether you are the kind of leader who really wants to focus on the individual and the team and their needs or not, I think we can all agree that we can best align ourselves and be the best version of ourselves when our values and the values of our environment align. If you are the kind of leader who truly values productivity, who values really hitting the organization's goals, right? Which you should be, that's a part of leadership. But if that's really your core value as a leader, 
then it's essential that you are also in that kind of environment and in that kind of organization. I still truly believe and advocate for the fact that it's also equally important to care about the people that are doing the work for you. So first thing above all else is it's important for you to know what kind of leader you are, what kind of leader you want to be, and then to truly ask yourself, am I in the right work environment to be able to project that leadership style? But I also want to talk about a few other things that are really so important for you as a leader to think about, to understand, to reflect on, and to really consider how you are utilizing these different skill sets and these different tips in your leadership style with your team. The first thing that is so incredibly important to me and I think to any high-level leader would truly be trust. So trust is essential when you are a leader. And the reason why it's so important is because when we are an individual contributor, we can trust our own work. We know what we are capable of doing. We sometimes can push ourselves if we need to. We can learn something new. We can really figure it out when we are that individual contributor. And all of my clients are bomb. And I'm sure all of you listening are bomb at individually contributing to your work. You have that on lock. But when you become a leader, you are no longer thinking about an individual contribution. You are truly thinking about the collective, how your team is working in synergy, how your team is helping to reach the goals that you need to reach for the team. You really have to step out of being the person doing the work and step into the strategy, the conceptualization, which means that you have to have a high degree of trust of the people who are the individual contributors, of the people who are doing the work. That trust is essential. If you cannot trust your team, if you cannot trust your team members, then what will happen is you will jump back into being the doer because that's naturally who we are. I believe that everyone listening to this podcast is very much likely type A. You know how to get work done. You can get work done. But when you step into that leadership role, you have to be able to have that trust of every single person on your team so that you don't have to be the doer anymore. You are promoted to a leadership role, not because you can do work, but because you can think strategically. You can think high level. You can think about different operational procedures and how to make them better. You can think about efficiency. You can think about the right ways for the organization to work to be able to hit their goals and make the money they need to make. You are promoted to a leader to step out of being a doer. And that is essential for you to understand. And the first thing you need to do to step out of being a doer is you have to learn to trust your team members. Now, people ask me all the time, how do I trust my team members? (laughs) And I get it, right? Like, I totally get it. You may have team members who are totally dope and still are like, how do I trust these people? 
I think the biggest thing to building trust is gaining an understanding of the person and what they are great at doing. And that's what I was kind of talking about before when I was mentioning the individual and how you can cultivate and strengthen the individual so that you can cultivate and strengthen the collective, aka the team. Trust to me comes from really understanding who the person is. And when it comes to the professional world, I think it's about understanding not just who the person is, but really at the core, what are they great at doing, right? Like what are these individuals really good at doing? And it's important for you to look at each individual member of your team and really ask yourself that question and to even ask them what are they great at doing, but to also take it a step further and ask what do they enjoy doing and what would they like to be doing more of? Those three questions are so freaking pivotal for leaders to ask every single one of their team members. Knowing what they're good at is important because that builds that trust, right? You can now delegate or provide this individual or give this person the things that you know they are going to be able to slay, like they're going to be able to kill it. But when you also ask, what do they enjoy doing? You're essentially asking them about their interest. You're asking them about what brings them joy in their work. And what do you want to do more of is a clue into where they see themselves going and growing within the organization and within the team. What they want to do more of typically is their growth potential, what they are interested in learning more of, what they are interested in tangibly doing. So if you ask your team members these three core questions, you're going to gain so much valuable insight into who they are professionally, and that's going to help you build and cultivate trust. Are you a woman of color job seeker who needs help navigating the crazy job market as it is today? Want to stand out and get the position you truly want and make the money you deserve? Then join the Empowered Hire. We are a crew of women of color job seekers led by me, your job search expert. The goal is to get you from knowing what jobs you should apply for to networking with ease, interviewing with confidence, and negotiating for what you truly deserve. This is the program for you, and you are in this community and this program until you land your job. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a consult call with me to learn more about how the Empowered Hire can help you get the job you want at the company that will value you making bank. Now, the other thing that is so important for you as a leader to really be able to do and understand is delegation. I talked about trust. I talked about how you can cultivate that trust, but you also really need to be able to delegate. Delegation is essential and delegation ties into knowing what people are really freaking good at doing. I mentioned that you are not the doer anymore. You are the person who is strategic. You are the person who knows what people are doing. You know how they interplay between each other. You know how the work connects. You're in that high level sort of role, but you are not the doer anymore. So you need to be able to sort of disseminate or understand 
what are the goals of your organization or what are the goals of your team? Know who on your team should be working on what based off of their strengths, based off of their interests. And then you need to delegate that work to them effectively and successfully so that, again, you are not the one doing, you're doing the distilling. And that is so incredibly important as a leader. It is important that you delegate appropriately. And as a leader, I always love to delegate based off of what people were great at doing, but also what they wanted to learn and do more of. Now, if you're delegating based off of what people want to learn or do more of, and they don't have that experience yet, It is also important for you as a leader to supply them with the tools or resources or connections or people, whoever they need to connect with or whatever they need to learn to successfully do that job. So you have to know that if you are cultivating your staff's interests, if you are cultivating your staff's needs for growth, you also have to support them in that area. So there's a lot for you as this leader to really think about when you think about trust, strengths, interests, and delegation. It is not just about giving the work, but it is also about supporting the individual so that they can successfully accomplish the work. It is not just about giving the work. It is also about successfully supporting the individual so that they can accomplish the work. The other thing that is incredibly important as a leader is communication. Now, I remember being a leader and I remember when like the curtain was pulled and I got to see what was going on in the background and some of it I definitely did not want to see, but I had to as a leader to be able to understand what was going on in the organization, what was working, what was not working, and how could I truly make things better. Now, communication is important when you're communicating up, so communicating to leaders above you, but also when you're communicating down, communicating to your team. When communicating up to your leaders, it is so important for you to be able to understand what they want and desire to hear. (laughs) If you are a leader and you are reporting to other high-level leaders, These folks are likely very busy and they don't need to hear the nitty gritty. They need to hear from you what are the successes, what are the challenges that they can support you in, and what do you need to be able to meet the goals that they need you to meet. So it is important that when you are talking to your managers, to the C-suite, to the board, whoever those leaders are that you are reporting into, that you have a very clear understanding of what is important to them and that you communicate in a way that effectively gives them the information they need to know if you are meeting the challenge or if you can't and what you need to make sure it happens. When you are communicating down to your team, it is important to know what is it that they need to hear to be able to get their job done. I have a lot of individuals who say that they want to communicate everything to their team. They want to give them all the information so that the team members really understand what's going on. And to be honest, from my standpoint, I don't think that's necessary. I think that when you become a leader you are essentially holding on to some information that it is not necessary for your team to know. But 
you do need to supply your team with the necessary knowledge and information they need to be able to effectively get their job done and meet the goals of the team. I find that this is one of the hardest things for leaders to be able to really maneuver. How much information should I provide in order to seem as though I am really effectively communicating with my team versus what do I hold back? And I always, as a leader myself, would ask myself, what does my team need to know to be able to do their job to the best of their capabilities? What do they need to know that's coming down the pipeline that might change their job or shift our goals just so I can give them the heads up so that if these things really do come to fruition, they're not surprised by them. So I always used to ask myself, what do they need to know so they can be the best version of themselves and really be able to work together as a unit? And lastly, visibility is key for you as a leader. I want you to be the leader that people know. I want you to be the leader that people see. And it is so essential that if you want to continue down this leadership path, that the connections you make within your organization are really solid. And you think about how can I cultivate those. If you are a leader within your organization, I want you to really think about Who can I have as a sponsor? Who can I have that knows the ins and outs of this organization that can support me with questions and almost be that kind of mentor, but internally? I also want you to think about getting a mentor external to the organization as well. And one of the key things I have talked about in prior podcast episodes is a board of directors for yourself as a professional. And so really thinking about if you're in a leadership role, stepping into a leadership role or growing within leadership, who do I need to surround myself with to myself feel supported so that I can create the visibility that I need? And there's this really cool exercise that I love to talk about across the board when I talk about visibility and being seen and being visible within your organization. And this exercise is great for my leaders to do as well. And the exercise is, who knows me already? And how can I be really working with these individuals in an even deeper, richer way? And also, who doesn't know me as a leader yet? And how can I start to bring them into my circle and communicate with them around what I'm doing that's awesome and even potentially utilize them and their skill sets and knowledge to help me grow within the organization or obtain even more visibility or opportunities? So these are definitely the best freaking tips I can give to any leader. It is first important to understand what kind of leader you want to be and what's important to you in terms of your leadership values. And to ask yourself, am I in the right environment that will allow me to be this kind of leader? Does this company have the same core values in terms of leadership as I do? It is also so important for you when you step into that leadership role, when you really want to emulate yourself as a leader, as a strong, powerful, confident leader, that you trust your staff members, you know what they're amazing at, which will help you cultivate that trust, and you delegate to them efficiently and effectively. 
This is going to help you step out of being the doer and step into being the strategizer, which is why you have that position. And communication is key to everything, right? We hear this in relationships. We hear this in friendships. It is essential as a leader as well to know how to communicate up, but also what to communicate down to your team. And visibility is always the key. You want people to know you and see you as the amazing leader that you are. All right, y'all, that's what I have today on leadership. I hope that you enjoyed this two-part series. Again, check out the first part, which is all about how do you get the leadership role? How can you be more strategic in your job search and really emulate that leadership confidence? And here we just talked about all the great things that you can do when you have that leadership position. If you're interested in hearing about any particular professional or even personal topics, hey, let's dive into it then definitely shoot me a message on Instagram or LinkedIn and let me know what you want to hear on this podcast. This is about you, and I want to make sure that I'm giving you all the gems you need to be the most successful version of you personally and, of course, professionally. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next episode. That's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page, at her next career move. Don't forget to leave us a rating. And subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over. <laughs>